win. Get to four and five on the year. Their first home win of the year. The Rams have lost two in a row. They go to seven and three. 49ers win at 31 to 10. A lot more coming your way. They were great. They were absolutely great last night. The 49ers, the best version of them showed up yesterday, and maybe the Rams bring it out in them. You know, there's kryptonite out there, teams you can't get through. This is the best the Niners always look is against the Rams, and that's a good team to do it against. Hey, time to get a new mattress. Shop local at Sleep First. We ended the last hour. Congratulations to Nick, who was a winner of our Sac State UC Davis basketball four-pack of tickets still to come in the show in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll give away Causeway Classic football tickets for this Saturday between Davis and Sacramento State. The game played at Davis. It's going to be an awesome game. Both teams come in 8-2. and two. Both should be going to the playoffs and – it's so great for this region to have college football played at that level that well, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Well, we watched good football last night with the 49ers and just a a well-balanced, dominant performance by the 49ers, and it was something, you know, if you told me the Niners were going to win, I'd say, well, I don't, I don't really think they will, but I guess, you know, any given Sunday, that kind of thing on a Monday night, sure. Can they beat them? Of course. Anything can happen, but there was no sign of it. There was the way they had been playing, what the Rams had done, and then you get to yesterday, and you just see what the 49ers were able to do um, to establish an early lead, to get ahead. That's what we've said. When this team can play the game on its terms, which is good defense, good special teams, but run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, limit the plays the opposing team has, and then when they had it, turn them over. Stafford threw two picks. Jimmy Garoppolo only had to throw 19 passes. Stat line's not going to blow you away. 15 of 19 for 182, but two scores, no interceptions. Perfect. Perfect. Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel has been so good. They used him as a runner. Wilson ran a little bit too. And spread the ball out. Time of possession. I wonder, what was the length of that one drive? Because Sunday, the win by Washington football team, they have the longest drive in time and in plays this season when they had a drive that beat the um, uh, Buccaneers. It was just effective and kept the ball away, and then they kept getting first downs. The Niners had an 18-play, 93-yard drive, and it took them 11 minutes. So that is now the new long. It lasted one day in the NFL. They had another 11-play, 91-yard drive. You're just taking the spirit away. When you can run the ball, you control the line of scrimmage. If you could stay ahead of those, you know, not negative plays, you don't want to be in second and nine, but if you can get positive yardage on first and second down and make it third and short or get your first down on two runs, you're just taking the spirit away. And then when you go back to pass, what what do the Rams do well? Ramsey on the back end, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald. That's what they do. They get after you. But the 49ers just took all of that away because of their ability to run, to control the field, line of scrimmage, and the time of possession. Final on time of possession was 39 minutes to almost 21. 39.03 to 20.57. So you have the ball much longer. You put the Rams in a hurry up, which, I mean, they can score quickly, but it also forced a couple of turnovers. I loved the fourth down that they went for when it was, what, 24 to 7? It was a weird spot of the field, but it also just said, you know what? We're going to show you. We're going to go, and we're going to make a big play. And it sounded like this. 
Hughes check out right, three right, Garoppolo back on fourth down, throws over the middle, it's caught by Debo again, breaks a tackle, he's going to run in the end zone for a touchdown, what a night by Debo Samuel on Monday Night Football, touchdown San Francisco. Love it, go with confidence, swagger, you're up 24-7, what's the worst thing? Incomplete, incomplete, they didn't play passively, they attacked the game. They dominated the line of scrimmage. They punched the Rams in the mouth, and the Rams didn't respond. They didn't respond at all. And that's a beautiful win. And afterwards, Kyle Shanahan talking about uh, the way this one went. I think we've taken a lot this year personally, so I want to just say taking something personally is what leads to that. But we were very embarrassed about last week um, in every aspect, and you know, which we have been at a few things this year. I don't know if that's what leads to that, but uh, we definitely played our, our best game all around. They did, and they should have been embarrassed by the last week. So what is the real Niner team? You had the performance without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins, in a game you really needed to to keep some momentum going, and they were terrible. Didn't have a chance to beat the Cardinals. None. And then you go to yesterday where you're thinking, I, I just – is this the game they get eliminated? Not mathematically, but just spiritually, let's say, emotionally. And instead – you get a performance that makes you go, wait a minute. The things I thought about this team may be true. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Last year, we can validate or say one of the reasons was all the injuries they had. Like what they have, people are getting healthier, experience on the sidelines. Maybe, maybe they can be more than what we have seen. So it was a much needed win. And the fact that they controlled the line of scrimmage and just dominated on the ground takes the opposing team's will away. Here's Jimmy G. If you do get 40 runs, you're going to have a good night one way or another. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. I think, what did we finish, 45 or something, 44? Yeah, so good night. And, you know, okay, then just run, just run. Well, it's not that simple. Um, when you have a game like the week before, when the 49ers were down 14 nothing early, uh, I think it was even 17 nothing before they got going, and let me look at the running attempts, 11 they ran 11 times, and Jimmy G threw it 40 for 326. His stats look better. They weren't better. This team is at its best when it can defend, be smart and sound in special teams, and run the ball. That is the best version of the San Francisco 49ers. And for whatever reason, they do that well against the Rams. And I think that shows you what they can be. Even their last win with the Bears, they kind of were in a behind situation. Jimmy G ended up having a big second half. A lot of that was to Debo Samuel. They need that threat of Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, but they need to rely on, I would say, their main runner, which is Elijah Mitchell, who's been a find. And then still using Debo on the fly sweeps, a different way to use him. Uh, Wilson, like they did yesterday too, Jimmy just enough. And when Trey Lance is healthy, maybe some exotic packages with him. That's how they have to do it. They have to do it that way. They need the balance. They need, and I would even say balance. I would say two two thirds run, one third pass, maybe somewhere in between that. Because if they are running effectively, keep running for multiple reasons: time of possession, like we talked about. You're not giving the other team the ball. You're not turning it over. You're moving the chains, and you're just setting up Jimmy G for better situations. If you get Jimmy G throwing forty times, you're in trouble. And it's not that he can't do it, but that's not in the best. It's not his best DNA. It's not the team's best DNA. The best DNA for this team is to be a run 
first and run dominant team, run effective team. If they can do that, they're a problem. They haven't done that enough. And you can't always have the games on the game on your terms. But I also think, even in that Cardinal game, yeah, they were down 14 nothing right away. You can come back in a game like that. You can by running in the first quarter, especially. So I think at times they have panicked a little bit based on time and score and got away from their game plan because it can't always, it's never perfect. Of course, they'd love to run and be ahead and then tr- let you try to catch up and you do something out of character. That's what they want it to be. That's perfectly played on your terms. How often does that happen? It did yesterday. Hasn't happened much the rest of the year. So good defense, sound special teams, and a dominant run game. That's what the 49ers need. And it was great to see. Good for them to get a win at home. I mean, how disheartening is all these? uh, Let me look back at this. Packers, Seahawks, Colts. I mean, that game was weird. Cardinals, Rams. Those are their home games. I think that's just the one home win it's important to get back in this you look at the overall standings things which we do every week and we'll probably talk more about this at five with chris landry from landryfootball.com the fact that seven teams make it and we're going to go for the division leaders of the packers cardinals cowboys and bucks right now those are the top four rams you feel are going to make the playoffs that's a fifth team uh six and seven from six down saints five and four quarterback issues panthers five and five fine team not great not awful. Vikings four and five. Niners four and five. Falcons four and five. Eagles would say they got a shot. They're four and six. Is anybody right there where you would clearly say today, well, the Niners aren't as good as them? I can't on some weeks, but I'm not comfortable saying the Panthers, Vikings, Falcons, Eagles are better than the 49ers. Niners beat the Eagles. Um, other teams, just they're just okay. They're just okay. And the Niners have every opportunity to still get this right and get to where they want to go, which is truly amazing where it's been and how they've played at times. But yesterday showed us when when it's right, it can look really good for the 49ers. All right, so we'll break more on the NFL when we come back. Is this the start of something for San Francisco or just that one game outlier? We'll kind of look more at the uh, overall big picture and more of the NFL Uh, Still to come as well, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. And at the bottom of the hour, Kings coach Luke Walton will stop by for his weekly visit. That's all to come right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. All right, back here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Luke Walton, head coach of the Kings, joins us at the bottom of the hour. So it's about 10 minutes away. We look forward to checking in with him on his weekly visit. Capital Casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. All right, a couple more thoughts on the uh, 49ers. The question is, is this the start of something for San Francisco or, you know, just a nice game, just a nice Monday night, a one-game outlier? You hope that's not the case. And what's, what's to lead us to believe that there is more to this? I don't know that there is anything besides just our recency bias of what we saw last night and what it showed that they're capable of. I mean, I loved it. I loved the 40-plus runs, the control of the line of scrimmage, the domination of the game, playing it, again, the way they want it. Like, the way I would word that is, you know, coaches scheme and game plan for a reason. This is what we would like to do. If we can do this, this, we think, gives us the best chance to win. And I would say it fell in line with that, that's what they wanted to do yesterday was to run, 
run effectively, get ahead, and make the Rams press. And all of it happened. Now, you know, people say, oh, adjustments, halftime adjustments. They didn't really have to adjust much because of what they wanted to do. They could just continue to do it, and the Rams didn't have the resistance because the 49ers were just dominant from the start, controlled the game, got off to an early lead, got the Rams to make mistakes, and then they said, all right, let's go from 20 runs to 30 to 40 to 44 times on the ground. Two lengthy drives, time of possession, number of plays, yards you know, consumed, and they controlled the game, 31 to 10. So we had just laid out, going to break, what's next for the 49ers or where, where they are, I guess, in the in this big picture with those other teams they're competing with right now currently in the standings where you just go, yeah, I mean, that there's nothing that tells you I don't see a, an avenue. I don't see a lane for them to get into the top seven. Of course there is. They're basically almost there right now as we speak. And in the first half of the season, I thought they opened up strong. The, first, the game against Detroit, which we now know is still a winless team, they built a huge lead and ended up winning that game. I didn't think they were great in week two, but they beat Philly. And after that, they've just been too far up and down to me. But yesterday felt different, looked different, and can they maintain it? But while we look at, what, the Panthers, Vikings, what, Falcons, Eagles, the teams around them for that last spot or two of the last spots if we lump the Saints in there, it's very possible for this team to do it. And what they need to do is take advantage of a week like this. Cross-country, road game, Jacksonville. It's not a great football team. Can't take them lightly. Can't waste one. You know, I felt like they wasted one against the Cardinals, who's good, but didn't have two very important pieces, specifically the quarterback. So you're playing a, a rookie quarterback still that's getting better, but you've got a good pass rush, at least the ability to have a good pass rush. I think this is a team you can do the same kind of game plan where you try to run on them, control the line of scrimmage, control the time of possession, get ahead, and add on. That would be what the Niners want to do in Jacksonville. Then the next two weeks become critical because these are teams that are in that neighborhood that you're living in that are fighting for the sixth and seventh spot. The Vikings, and you're back here, so now you want a home game. You know you can do it. And the Seahawks, a nemesis, up there, Sunday night. Yeah, that's what they've got ahead in the next three weeks. And I think that needs to, at a minimum, be 2-1. and one. And if you're 2-1 and one through that, you're 6-6. Six and six, There's no doubt in my mind at that point you're in that top seven somewhere or at least playing, you know, with an opportunity to be there. And hopefully one of your wins, honestly, is against the Vikings. Because that does damage on them, gives you the tiebreaker. If you're if you're picking wins to get, that would be the one you need. Seattle would help because it hurts them. You certainly don't want to lose to Jacksonville, but if you did, you better win the next two. That puts you at six and six, and then you're to the last part of the season. Bengals, Falcons, Titans, Texans, and the Rams again. I think the last thing the 49ers want to do is to have that Rams game matter to get in you'd like them to be in the field already and maybe it's okay you you drop to the seventh seed or if you lose you want a safety net if you can and you don't want that game to have all sorts of pressure all right uh before we break the latest college football playoff top 25 has just been announced we'll work our way from 10 to 1 Wake Forest 10, Oklahoma 9, Notre Dame is the new number 8 team, Michigan State 7, even though they beat Michigan. Michigan is 6, 
Cincinnati just missing at number five. And here's the four that are in right now. Ohio State, four. Oregon, three. Alabama, two. Georgia, one. So seven beats six, but six is better than seven. Correct. Wait. Six is better than seven, even though seven beats six. Yes. Six should be afraid of seven. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Uh, three is better than four, and three beat four, so that makes sense. But the six and seven doesn't as much. The thing about that is Michigan's going to play Ohio State. That'll either ruin things for Ohio St- the Ohio State or uh, crush Michigan, which that's the one thing Harbaugh has not been able to do is beat them. All right, so there you go. When we come back, Kings, head coach, Luke Walton, he's going to join us. We'll visit with the coach. That's next right here on Sports 1140 KHTK. Sports 1140 KHTK brings the best coverage of the San Francisco 49ers. If Brandon Ayuk does not have his details, does not run the exact route that he's supposed to run, he's going to hear about it. And he's going to get he's going to get you know pulled off the field and shoot out. So a lot of people are responsible for, for him being on point. He had not been, and during the bye week, Kyle pulled him aside and and challenged him. Get all the 49ers coverage you need on Sports 1140 KHTK and on KHTK.com. Don't let a cold keep you up. Take NyQuil Severe for max strength relief for your worst cold and flu symptoms so you can rest tonight and get back at it tomorrow. NyQuil Severe gives you powerful relief for your worst cold and flu symptoms. NyQuil Severe temporarily relieves common cold and flu symptoms including cough, sore throat, headache, minor aches and pains, fever, runny nose, and sneezing. NyQuil, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold medicine, uses directed. Napa know-how. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil is only $19.99. It's the hottest deal of the year for the coldest time of the year. So if you're in your car right now, there's no need to turn on the heat. I'm about to read this sizzler again. That's Napa Full Synthetic for a hot $19.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price not available in some states. Offer ends 12 31 21 Mortgage. Can you imagine a local mortgage company with 30 years expertise offering internet-based purchase and refinance rates? It's here. 30 years ago, we started ATM Mortgage with a vision of great service, trusted advice, and even better rates. Some things never get old. Visit us on the web at atmmortgage.net. NMLS 303203. ATM Mortgage. Call today, 916-338-9400. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day. And still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. Men. 
Our hair is a huge part of our appearance and self-image. It can be devastating to us if we lose it. Don't let this happen to you. Dr. Prasad, the Sacramento hair doctor, will prevent and restore any hair loss you're experiencing. Go to sacramentohairdoctor.com for more details. Dr. Prasad has dedicated her career to helping men restore and keep their youthful appearance. Mention this ad and receive $300 off your next treatment. Remember, not everything has to be lost forever, and your hair is one of them. That's sacramentohairdoctor.com. Don't settle for less than a new Acura from Acura of Stockton. And now save thousands on a new 2021 Acura TLX with 0% financing for 36 months. Shop in person or online. Pre-select your favorite Acura and pick it up when it arrives. It's that easy. Acura of Stockton and AcuraofStockton.com. On approved super preferred credit through AHFC. Max term 36 months. 2778 for 1000 financed with zero down. May not be combined with other offers. Not all buyers may qualify. Expires 1-3-2022. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Coastside Clinic. Are you struggling with ED and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The wave technology at Coastside Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. Call Coastside Clinic now to qualify. 916-603-2000. That's 916-603-2000. Getting the right deal on the right car starts with choosing the right dealership. At Northern California's number one Honda dealer, Stockton Honda, it's all about you. Trade in and trade up. Turn your car into cash today. Get top dollar for your trade and take advantage of low APR financing and great lease rates at Stockton Honda. It's all here. Number one claim based on 2020 total new car sales from American Honda Motor Company Zone 1 report. Want to sell your home fast without doing any repairs? Well, you need to call Sunday. Sunday will get you a dozen offers on your house from local property investors. Sunday can close on your timeline in as quick as 10 days. The process is so easy, you don't have to do anything. No showings, no cleanings, no repairs. And better yet, you even get a $10,000 cash advance when you sell your home to them. Go to Sunday.com. That's S-U-N-D-A-E.com. Or call 800-25-OFFER. Sunday is a California licensed real estate broker. DRE license number 02088298. The best. That's why some of us sweat through training camp, spend hours with trainers, and it's why you dig deep every day at work and home. Hi, Doug Christie here for the Good Feet Store, home of the Good Feet three-step art support system. You can't do your best if you're not 100%, and injuries are a painful part of life. So when you are hurting, your job is to get yourself better, or you'll wind up on injured reserve, and that, my friend, is no fun. The Good Feet three-step art support system promotes pain-relieving performance and versatility for every foot and every lifestyle. There's nothing else like it. Whether you have foot, knee, hip, or back pain, or you want their unmatched comfort, balance, and support to power through your day, Good Feet has art supports just right for you. Visit Good Feet for a free, no-obligation personal fitting and test walk today. The Good Feet Store in Sacramento, Roseville, Modesto, and now open in Lincoln Center in Stockton. Check them out online at goodfeet.com. That's goodfeet.com. It takes two vaccines to help protect you this season, the flu and COVID-19. And now you can get both shots at the same visit. Learn more at cdc.gov slash vaccines. This is Sports 1140 KHDK. So cold, I'm so cold. You got me 
Hits it on the floor with a left-hand dribble against Metu. Hands the ball off now for a dribble drive by Frank Jackson in the game. Blocked by Tristan Thompson. Lead-out pass to Tyrese Halliburton. He looks for the cutter. Here comes Harrison Barnes with a two-hand flush. The Black Falcons soaring to the rim. And the Kings lead it 55-34. Yeah, some dominant performance yesterday by the Sacramento Kings. Got the lead early. Just blitzed Detroit. Never let it go. Had their largest lead of the season at one point. Season high in assists. Six players in double figures. Lots of good production yesterday on a, a game the Kings needed. And they got it, and they took care of Detroit and uh, look forward to their next matchup, which is tomorrow against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We will have your chance to win Kings tickets later on this hour, but first we're going to talk to the coach. Luke Walton stops by for his weekly visit. Coach, how are you? Good, Jason. How are you? Good. Uh, first off, Coach, two days in Detroit. That doesn't happen often. Uh, how was the weekend? Uh, it was It was good. We had um... – we had a really good practice there at uh, La Jolla Country Day High School, um, and you know got some good time together to clean some stuff up, and came out and gave a, a pretty good performance there in Detroit and got a nice win. Yeah, you sure did. And I, I don't know if when you win, you're probably pleased with everything, and the coaches always want more. But um, I think they started. I, I could have this wrong, coach. They might have started like four of six, and then went one of like 18. I mean, you guys just took their spirit away. Uh, was how much of that was your defense? And I know you guys made shots, but what did you think of your defense yeah. in that first half? It, it, I liked it. I did. You know, the, the second quarter we, we let up a little bit, uh, but I thought our intensity, our disruptions, we're always tracking the amount of disruptions we get during games. And it was a, a pretty good number uh, uh, for the Detroit game. And, you know, we were, we were into the game plan and, and, you know, they did miss some shots, but we did our part in making them, uh, you know, stay out of rhythm and, and take tough shots. So uh, good, good performance by our group. A couple games ago, you looked at a, a different lineup. You wanted to put Chemezi Metu in there. You saw him for one. Now he started the second game. Certainly got good results yesterday. Just take us through kind of the decision of what you thought you needed with a boost there from Chemezi. Well, you know, we, we love the work that Chemezi continues uh, to show. Um, and, you know, the, one of the main things we knew going into the season, one of the unknowns uh, was how were we going to rebound the basketball this season uh, with playing a lot of guards and some smaller lineups. And um, we, we've been struggling to rebound the ball. So we've been playing some good basketball, but that's one part of our game that really needs to improve. So, uh, Chemezi got a chance in that Phoenix game and, and really, um, you know, made the most of it. And with his size and athleticism, uh, we were looking to uh, find a way to, to, to continue to try to get better uh, at, at, you know, finishing off defensive possessions with solid rebounding. And it's not one guy uh, that's going to make that difference for our team. It's got to be, you know, all five. And, you know, there's kind of the, the reasoning behind that, that movement in the starting lineup. Now, obviously, you've got on the bench right now, you've got three guys I think of that can, can board for you, and you've used them to do that, whether it's Marvin in the past, Alex Len now, certainly Tristan Thompson. So was Metu a better kind of getting you the rebounding you're looking for, but also he stretches the floor and can shoot some threes. Was he just a, a better fit for that five? Well, yeah, we, we always, you know, with De'Aaron, we want to get as much – um, space as possible out there. We know what his his superpower is, and that's his speed and getting to the to the rim. So we got to continue to try to find ways to create space for him to attack 
Um, and Mezzi, as you know, we, we do a, a Kings 100 where we shoot a lot of threes and track every time we do it. And Mezzi's numbers have been great. Um, and, and he continues to work and we trust his jump shot. Um, and he, you know, like he's shown, he's a, he's a big time athlete and he's got good size and he's got a lot of room to continue to grow on, to, you know, to grow with, with some of the stuff we need him to do. But uh, in, a, in a small sample size so far, I'm very pleased with what he's given us. Yeah, and when you make a move like that, you obviously want to evaluate, and he's had good production yesterday, a great double-double. Is that a, hey, it's going well, we'll keep it? Do you need to see it for, I don't know, let's see it for 10 games? Like, what's kind of your thought on, or just, hey, it's not yeah, broken it's, right now, we'll a, look. It's a minimum of, of five games. I like to really look at things uh, to get a, a feel for it. Um, and, and, you know, I guess a minimum, so that's, that's more likely you, I like to get a five to 10 game sample size of something that I'm really trying to get a fair evaluation of. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of always keep taking it and, and looking at where we're headed. But, you know, for now, you know, you can, you can expect to see Mezzi in that lineup for a, a, at least another couple games. Uh, and then we'll see where we're at. That second group's been giving you good production. I mean, buddy was terrific yesterday. Is that for you also by feel by matchup when, let's say Alex Len gets in when you're playing a bigger, big um, Tristan Thompson or Terrence Davis, Harkless, just kind of, is that a feel thing and, and a matchup thing on your bench? Absolutely. And, you know, you, every night you're going to see, you know, I, I've said it all season long, like, look, we're going to need everybody this season to help us at different points. And I mean, we pretty much have already seen that and we're, we're 14 games into the season right now. So everyone knows that, that, you know, we got to stay ready and be ready to help. And on different nights, it's going to be different people. And sometimes if there's, you know, some uh, some big bodies and it's going to be a brute game and uh, we need that exercise down, down low, uh, we'll go with Alex. And if it's a smaller big or a shooting big, then we go with, you know, Tristan, who's, you know, seen all of it before in his career. Um, the good thing for us is we trust all of them and they know we trust them. So, uh, whatever uh, decision you know, I end up deciding to go with, uh, those guys are people that I, I believe can help us win ball games. In your win yesterday, Coach, I, I might be off on the numbers, but I know it was ten for Halliburton, nine for Tyrese, and I feel like Mitchell had seven. Sure. So, man, the amount of assists you got from your guards—that's I mean, that's a winning number just with those three. But what were they doing that was working so well against Detroit yesterday? Well, one, we were getting out and running. We were using our defense and our disruptions, our def- our deflections to get out, throw the ball ahead. We've been working a lot on, on getting the ball ahead with so many different uh, playmakers, uh, ball handlers in our in our group uh, that we want to throw that ball ahead and look to attack. So we did a nice job of that. And then, look, it's, you know, it takes time. And, it's you know, I think as we continue to get into where we're going, uh and those, you know, the guys playing together get more comfortable and, and understand where they can get each other easy looks. Then those numbers, you know, they won't be at 32 every night, but the, the offense will run smoother. And we did a really nice job of just really not forcing anything last game. You know, we're, we're take, you know, be aggressive. And then if the defense is overhelping, make the play, make the pass for, for a teammate. And that's how we want to play. And we did a, a good job of that in Detroit. Everything is done seemingly for a reason, for a purpose. Why do you want De'Aaron off the ball more? He's not always off the ball, but it seems like he's been more. What's the benefit for you guys with that? No, it's look. We want um, we want all those guys looking to to, to play make, 
And, you know, Tyrese is a fantastic um, uh, playmaker and getting downhill and all those drags and everything else that, that, you know, he's been doing such a good job of. And, you know, we want De'Aaron looking to attack just as much, but we want to definitely keep it. Uh, we, you know, we want to keep the, the defense having to, to, to deal with both of them and not just a, a heavy diet of one, uh, you know, because they both bring such different qualities to what we're trying to accomplish on offense. And a lot of times De'Aaron has, you know, the other team's best defender guarding him, which means uh, not that the other guys are bad defenders, but uh, if we, you know, we have someone that Tyrese can get and pick and roll, then we want to do that. So, uh, it's not me telling De'Aaron to give the ball to, to Tyrese more. It's them playing as a team and making those reads on their own, and that's what we're looking to see. Yeah, I thought yesterday. They had just had the perfect combination together. They both were efficient, shared, scored. I mean, and I maintain this, Coach. You tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, people were talking about De'Aaron early, and his efficiency wasn't as good. His numbers were down a bit. But I think it, to me, I think it's healthier for you guys if De'Aaron's in that 18 to 25 range but really efficient and, and there when you need them as opposed to scoring 32 and not having the balance. When you have six and seven players in double figures, I think personally you're really hard to beat. Yeah, that, that's when we're at our best. But we also know that De'Aaron's that good, that there's going to be nights he goes for 30. And, and we want him being aggressive in that mindset. Um, but we want him doing it within you know the, the framework of our team. And on nights where he's hitting and getting to the lane and getting to the free throw line, we're going to keep feeding him. Um, but, you know, we're not going to be the team that, that that just only relies on that because we have we have more weapons this year. And it's something that, you know, we want to, we want to go out, play the game the right way. And as the game is unfolding, uh, we'll see what type, type of performance it's going to be from, a, you know, a point. And some nights Buddy's going to be hot. Other nights Buddy's not going to be. And someone else is going to have to pick up that, that slack. So, um it's it, we we go in playing a certain way, and as the game is 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 coming at us, uh, we'll you know we'll make play calls and and everything else, run plays for certain guys accordingly. Talking with head coach of the Kings, Luke Walton, on his weekly visit here on KHDK. Coach, the end of the OKC game, I know, had to be frustrating for you. You guys built that lead; that was the positive. Couldn't hang on to it, and the last chance, uh, De'Aaron. Gets uh gets kind of clogged up in there with with Buddy and a screen and Dort and and unfortunately goes the other way. What were you looking for on on that last sequence after you called that timeout? Yeah, you know we really the the, the main thing we were looking for was look let's get the last shot. Worst case scenario, we're going into overtime when that ball hits the rim. Uh, maybe a second left for a potential tip in uh, if it if it happens. Um, so when you're you know you're running clock out like that, uh, a lot of times it's it's easier to just get one guy the ball let him dribble out the clock you know we were trying to peel out buddy to open up the left hand side for um for De'Aaron, which you know he's he's hit game winners going left before for us so it's it's nothing new and it's it's something that look we're in that scenario again and we're just going to dribble out the clock for the last shot uh you know there's a good chance the ball is in De'Aaron's hands again and we have all the confidence in the world that he'll He'll make a play for us and, and, and hit uh, hit game winners for us. Uh, Dort made a heck of a play. Our spacing got a little uh, too tight in that situation, and uh, you know we we got to learn from it and and be better next time we're in that situation. 
when you you know go back to kind of Detroit, you guys said you had good practices there. That that felt like the first of the you know in the season. There's lots of good patches, rocky patches. You were going on one there where four losses in a row, and that one was a bad one. That one hurt. And so, what what's the talks like when you guys are back convening after everybody's kind of okay? We've taken it in. I've seen film that practice. What, what kind of things do you guys discuss about just getting it right back on the right track? Consistency and hard work. It, 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 you know, it doesn't change. What changes is what where we focus our practice on, what we're focusing on from, you know, depending on whatever type of slippage we're having, if that's from an execution standpoint, if that's from a screening standpoint. Uh, clearly right now it's, you know, a lot of focus on rebounding. Um, but, you know, the message is always the same. We stay together. Uh, we trust each other. We trust what we're doing. We work really hard and we're consistent in doing it. And, you know, that's kind of the, the recipe to, to really handle hard times, but just as importantly, to handle good times. Um, you know, when we're winning games and, we're, you know, we can put ourselves on a winning streak, it's got to be the same thing. It's got to be consistency. It's got to be hard work. And it's got to be um, the, the same messaging for, for that as well. So, uh, you know, it's, that's what our, what our group is about. And, and that's why I have all the faith in the world. We're going to continue to get better. Um, and be just fine. I know which one you'd prefer. You'd rather have the good times. But as a coach, what's – I don't even know if it's more difficult. What's what's the bigger challenge if, if it's going well, keeping everybody together, or whatever, it's a coach on the hot seat, trade rumors, this team's doing that, like keeping – which is a more a tough challenge, I guess, for you, when it's going well or not? Yeah, well, I mean, it's always more challenging when you're losing because that's when it's natural for anybody – uh, any group to kind of start to splinter, um, which is why it's so important to me that we build that we built the the right type of culture, so we don't have to, you know, we put ourselves in the best position. Because look, whether it's us, whether it's you know Philadelphia, who's now lost however many in a row, um, like every team, Milwaukee, every team is going to go through tough patches. It's you know I've been on championship teams before; it was never smooth sailing all the way through. Um, and, and the teams that end up being fine at the end are the teams that have that foundation and have that trust and culture uh, with each other. And you know that's you know that that's why it, it, all that stuff is so important. But you know when you're winning, of course, that's more fun for everyone and an easier time. Uh, but a lot of times you get you get stronger and closer by going through the tough times together, um, so you can learn more from those situations. Coach, let's uh, talk about Minnesota tomorrow. Obviously, when people think about them, you think about Russell, Edwards, and Towns. There's more to it, but that's three pretty dangerous weapons of those three, which which kind of has you most on your uh, alert list here. Yeah, I mean, they're another team that right now, right? They're struggling. They've lost five or six in a row at home, I think. Um, you know, they had a big win down in down in uh, against the Lakers the other night, but they're you know they're a talented team, and they got you know. Uh, Ant went for 45 in Golden State, and last night Cat uh, went for 30-something against the Suns. So, like, this is a very talented team, and uh, we know how hungry they're going to be because we were just in the same spot a few nights ago. So uh, it's going to be a, a dog fight. It's the end of a long uh, road trip, and, uh, you know, it's you know to me with that team, that's kind of a long answer, but to your question, uh, you know, it, it starts with Carl Anthony Towns on that team, and he's the one that you know we gotta. We know how capable D'Angelo and Ant are, but but Cat's the one that's got to be priority number one to me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's so amazing now the way the league is. Even, you know, Embiid, Jokic, like all these really skilled big men, they all can shoot the three, too. Let's say, the Sha- would Shaq work in this league anymore? Shaq, yes, yeah, Shaq would work in any league. But would he shoot threes? The past, he would not shoot threes. Okay. There's, there's just, there, I, I've, I've had to guard Shaq before, and it's, <laughs> How'd you do and that? There's nothing. I, I didn't. There's nothing you can do. I, I fouled him the first time, and he told me he was going to – this was in practice. Uh, he told me he was going to punch me if I fouled him again. So <laughs> I stopped fouling him. And uh, But Shaq worked in any any era in the future or the past. Shaq would work um, for building a championship team. But I, I know what you're saying, and it, it would – it does put a lot of pressure on your defenses when you have these five men now that can shoot the ball as well as so many of them can. And we're facing one tomorrow that like just as much as we got to worry about him scoring around the basket, uh, our defensive coverage is on him on that pick and pop uh, have to be on point. They have to be aggressive. They have to be communicated early and he makes you pay. Uh, and sometimes even when you get all the way out on that, you watched that Phoenix game last night, I mean, Aiden, who's huge, was all over him, and he was still hitting threes from three feet behind the line on him. So, you know, it's, it's, look, that's why the NBA is so great. That's um, why it's so hard to win every night in the NBA, no matter who you're playing. And, uh, it's you know, it's going to be a, a good, fun challenge for us. I think you made a good choice, Coach, not fouling Shaq again. Yeah, it was huh. practice. In a game, I would have had to live with the, <laughs> the results. consequences of that. But, that, you know, during practice, I'm, uh, he could have it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, thank you so much. Uh, best of luck tomorrow. We'll see you back here, what, Friday? That sounds good. Appreciate it, Jason. All right, thank you. That's the uh, head coach of the Sacramento Kings, Luke Walton, for his weekly visit. Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, come on. Shaq says, I'm going to punch you if you foul me again. But, I mean, my point on that was where – Shaq was as dominant, as physically imposing as we've seen. And now you think about the big men like Towns, um, Jokic, Embiid, even DeMarcus. Like so much skill. So much skill for the big man now. And not that Shaq didn't have that kind of skill, but he didn't. He he couldn't, you know, uh, really dribble and execute the ways some of these bigs now. And could he learn to shoot the three? Yeah, I'm sure. But Why? Why would he have to when you're that physical and that imposing? But the way the league wants to shoot threes and space the floor, I I know the answer was Shaq would would work, but it's just it's pretty extreme now how it's really spreading it out, and that'll be a challenge tomorrow with Anthony Edwards, as coach said, went for near fifty against the Warriors. We know what um, his history has done against the Sacramento Kings when we're talking about D'Angelo Russell and the Carl Anthony Towns uh, is a problem for a lot of people. So. Not only those guys, how about Patrick Beverly versus Davion Mitchell tomorrow at some point? Davion doesn't really talk. He just plays. Beverly talks. So that'll be an interesting dynamic to see, uh, see take place tomorrow. All right, here we go. Here's your chance. We just talked to the coach. Your chance to win a pair of Kings tickets to see the Kings take on the Blazers. Here's what you need to do. We got a trivia question. 1-800-920-1140. one 800 Nine two zero eleven forty. Get on the horn now, and your chance to answer our question today to see the Kings take on the Blazers next week. Uh, that'll be at Golden One Center Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving. So maybe the family's in town. You can get a pair of tickets. Take the the family member you like the most. 
Um, so for tickets and more information, visit khtk.com. Again, 1-800. No, no, no. What's that? You take the one that you like the least, so they'll get you a good Christmas present. See, Chris always has the best ideas. 1-800-920. So if I take you to a Kings game, you're my least favorite <laughs> yes. relative. And you're going to get a wonderful card. That's all we know. 1-800-920-1140. We'll give you the question when we get people lined up here uh, to see if you can win these tickets to see the Kings. Take on the Blazers. Uh, that'll be a week from tomorrow as the Kings will be back home. I think the homestand has Toronto. It's home back-to-back. And Utah again. My goodness. Kings play the Jazz on Saturday um, after playing the Raptors on Friday. Let's see what else the Kings have in store in this upcoming homestand. Because um, this four-game trip, as I said before, wasn't that brutal. Unfortunately, the Kings lost the first couple. Uh, but they'll come home. They get Toronto on Friday, Utah on Saturday, Philadelphia on Monday, and then this game we're talking about, the Blazer game on Wednesday before they hit the road again. So one 800 your chance to participate in our trivia question to see if you can go to the game, if you'll be the winner of the two tickets. We're going to start things out. Who do we have up here first? Uh, Steven. Steven, you there? Yeah. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for listening. You ready to uh, see? You have the first crack to see if you can answer this question and go to the Kings-Blazers game next week. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right. Here you go. Uh, The Kings this season, in their, what, 14 games, have four players that had a double-double in a game. Name all four. Did we lose Steven? Let me try Steven again. No, there you are. Sorry, Steven. I thought we lost you for a second. Okay. So name the four. Did you hear Uh, the question? Yeah, I heard the question. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I got you clear. Okay, I said uh, Rashawn Holmes, Tyrese Halliburton, Tristan Thompson, and, uh, man, the last one. Uh, let's go Buddy Heald. Okay, Buddy Heald. Steven? Oh, you missed it. You missed it, Steven. All right, from Steven, it's Bud. Hey, Bud. Right. Hey, how you doing? I didn't hear the question. All right, I'll repeat the question for you. The Kings this year have had four players get a double-double in a game. Name them. Okay, uh, Rashawn Holmes, um, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and uh, Tristan Thompson. Bud, you missed it. You missed it. Bud got two. Our first, Steven got two. Brian, you're next. Hey, Brian. Hey, how you doing? I just heard the question. I would say Rashawn Holmes, um, uh, Metu, uh, Harrison Barnes, and, man, uh, Harkless. And Harkless. Brian's closing in. He had three. He had three. We need four. Can you find the fourth one? Dave, name the four players that have had a double-double this season for the Kings. I think we lost Dave. Roger, you're going to be next. Hey, Roger. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. And yourself? Uh, Great. Name the four players that have had a double-double this year for the Kings, Roger. Harrison Barnes, Chemezi, uh, Rashawn Holmes, and De'Aaron Fox. Roger's close. Also, we're right around the edges. He had three. We're missing one. Mike, who are the four players that have had a double-double in the game this year? Uh, Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes, Chemezi Metu, and Tyrese Halliburton. There you go. Two happened yesterday. Good job, Mike. You got the four, and you are going to see the Kings take on the Blazers next week.
Thanks. Thanks. There you go. Hang on, Mike. Thank you so much. Congratulations. We will get your information. Kangs. So Mike's going to see the Kings and Blazers next Wednesday, November 24th at Golden One Center. For tickets and more information, visit khdk.com. And don't worry, we'll have more questions throughout the week. All right, so congratulations, Mike. Break time for us. Thanks again to Coach Luke Walton. Again, anything you've missed on the show, go back to khdk.com after the show is completed, and you can listen to the podcast and hear anything that you might have missed, including next hour. We're going to visit with Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. He will start our next hour. That is straight ahead here on Sports 1140 KHDK.